When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Growing Your Financial Business, the Woman's Way podcast. I'm Robin Crane, and I was a financial advisor for over a decade. But before that, I was a singer-songwriter. And now, even as a mom of three with a teenager, toddler, and a baby, I run a seven-figure business helping women in financial services grow their businesses and make a bigger impact. In this podcast, I'll bring you financial advisors, industry influencers, and highly successful entrepreneurs to give you innovative strategies designed for women. So get ready to learn how to get in front of the right people, get more ideal clients, and be able to grow your ideal business so you can live your ideal life. Hey, 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 I am here with Jason Fladlin, and I'm not going to mess up your name. Boom. Um, Jason, if you don't know this guy, um, it's probably because he's kind of in a different industry that most female financial advisors might not know. But it's very, very important because he is known as the $100 million webinar man. And I'm pretty sure, especially after this pandemic has started, you've probably been on a webinar or two. Um, But he is amazing, incredible at at webinars and teaching people how to run successful webinars, how to build a business around webinars. And he's done it in all different arenas, all different areas and information and coaching and affiliate marketing and the software space. I'm sure you have some financial advisor clients as well doing webinars, right, Jason? Oh, totally. And I mean... (laughs) We help Zoom teach their own user base how to do webinars, the very platform that we're on right now. Wow, that's so awesome. So he is um, the man and he has built a very successful business. Um, His company is called Rapid Crush Inc. He's the chief strategy officer as well there. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to have him on. But the funny thing is we're actually going to talk about something other than webinars because Jason, your business has taken a turn and kind of focused in this crypto area, which I have a lot of interest in and I think is really important for women in financial services to be well aware of what's happening in this space because one, your clients are going to be asking you all the time. And two, if you just think it's a speculative investment and nothing to really think about, then they're going to be looking at you 10 years from now going like, wow, you really didn't do your research. So I want to make sure you are aware of what's going on. And I'm curious, Jason, Why'd you even get into this? Because I know this was not your thing, uh, not not too long ago. Yeah. I mean, Robin, you have so much more experience in crypto than I do. I I started in March of this year and it was almost by just happen chance. It it just rolled out organically because a big part of our company is we, we, our mission is to find our, our audiences that we can serve and then serve them better than anybody else, meaning that we get them better results than others. So we're always looking for What's the solution we can create, promote, or publish? And we had worked with a gentleman named Dan Hollings 
for over a decade, publishing various things of his um, throughout his career. So we had this good relationship with Dan and Dan's always this tinker, experimenter, visionary kind of guy. Like he predicted the mobile revolution of web, which we all take for granted today. Uh, but back in the day, like there, the people didn't think you were going to get on, on your phone and surf the internet. Um, so Dan has been absolutely very good at predicting a lot of trends. And so when Dan came to us and he hopped on a, a little conference call with uh, myself and my business partner, Will, I didn't know what it was about. Will told me, come on, Dan says, we have to go and see this thing of his because I'm friends with him. I did. And he says, he didn't tell me it was crypto right away. I didn't know it was. And I wouldn't have showed up if I knew it was crypto because I had that attitude that crypto was not something I wanted to be involved with whatsoever. But we hopped on a call. He showed me what he was doing. And within 10 minutes, I was just like, oh, my God, we got to do this. And that's where I I dipped the toe, then the ankle, then the knee, then the waist. Then I'm all up to my ears now in the crypto waters, I guess you could say. Yeah. So why? what was your belief before? Like, why had you yeah. known it was crypto? Why were you so anti? What were you? What were your thoughts about crypto? Because I'm sure you're you're definitely not alone. I mean, everyone thinks it's this big buzz and there's so many people. And I was actually at, um, at, at, um, our mass, this mastermind we're in, who I know, you know, well, uh, very well about it. Um, is the war room. And I was there with someone and she was like, I feel like I'm so late. And I'm like, it's like less than 1%. I think of people are actually in cryptos. Um, but people are starting to feel like they're late, even though it's still so early, but why were well, you kind of anti? I'm glad you brought that up first of all, because, uh, according to NASDAQ's research, um, 24% of Americans own crypto at this point. Really? In time. 24% so, of Americans. Wow. Yeah. It, Where's my 1%? But, 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 but everybody acts like they don't, you know, uh, it's like a, the, the dirty little secret. So it's very interesting, uh, that it's so pervasive, but at the same time, so invisible because there's no corner store for this kind of stuff. There is, you know, there's no Edward Jones type of crypto advisory chain that exists out there and it's decentralized. Some of it is right. Um, but the idea here is I wasn't so much anti-crypto. I was just like, I have so many brain cycles in a day that I can devote to things. And this thing doesn't seem like something that would get a good return on my mental energy focused on it. Cause what the heck is it? I didn't really understand it. Um, I didn't like the speculative nature of it. I'm, I'm a person who's like value should be created and then money gets exchanged for that value. Not like let's move some pieces around on a board and whoever captures them takes the money and everybody else loses kind of an attitude. So I, I, I knew about Bitcoin, by the way, since 2011, because I was always on this trend of studying breakthroughs in different markets to see what the opportunities are. And we were developing a, an online shopping cart at the time. Like, so, you know, to process payments and all this stuff, we abandoned that idea. But while we were in the middle of developing it, I said to my head programmer, I said, Hey, we should support Bitcoin. And we all laughed. Like it was the most absurd, stupidest thing that anybody would ever do. And now I'm just regretting it. If well, I could turn back time. That's yeah. crazy. It's really like sense. That's like the beginning of it all. That's so. Oh like yeah. We would have been taking orders in Bitcoin for $2, $4, whatever though. But I don't regret that. And, and really, really, I don't. How would you have known back then? So that's phase one of, of Bitcoin. It went from just a complete lark to something that grabbed traction. And so you get the traction going. But then the next step is uh, we're past the first wave. I never like to adapt anything in the first wave. It's way too dangerous for me because for everything that breaks through, there's a billion things that, that crash, land, die, never seen from again. Uh, and, and then I want to touch on in a second that did I miss the boat? Because that's a 
fantastic uh, consideration. So we'll touch on that here in a second. Don't let me forget that. But you know, then we went through this phase where Bitcoin became undeniable. So whether we liked it or not, it's everywhere rearing its head. It's in every conversation uh, in, in the financial space. If you're if you're a financial advisor, a financial planner. I guarantee you, you've had clients that have came to you and wanted to know about it um, or had some sort of conversation around it. It's all in the news. It's dominating tech, not just the financial are, are there ETFs out now that have Bitcoin in it? Yeah. And so like NFTs, which are like, what the heck are even those? And so that's like the new Bitcoin. And we'll see if it breaks through or not. But, uh, right, but the idea here is now like mutual fund type of thing. Like is Bitcoin and mutual funds yet? Oh, like, yeah. So, yeah. you know, and this is where it gets really complicated because somebody like a Chase uh, or a Bank of America or whomever will publicly say in the headlines that crypto is too volatile. It's too risky. Avoid it like the plague. But then privately, they'll take their wealthiest clients and help them invest in crypto, or they'll do analyses and, and say, we think Bitcoin's going to 145,000 you know, by 2022. And so there's a lot of uh, conflicting information that's being put out by the same source, where they what they're saying publicly and what they're saying privately are two very different things, which, you know, spoiler alert, that's the whole financial industry for you. This is nothing new here. But we tend to want to believe the things we hear in the headline without the deeper analysis underneath of it. But in this particular case, whether you like it or not, Bitcoin is absolutely weaved into the fabric of our everyday being at this point. And it doesn't seem like we can unweave ourselves from it. So then the idea becomes here, uh, did we miss the boat? Well, if, you're, if your boat was, let me buy low and sell high, and you know, you missed that boat. Maybe I don't know if well, you have so or not. like buy low and sell really high. But so many people did that. They they bought low and then they're like, oh, let me capture these gains at like ten times my money, and they got yep. out. Now they're kicking themselves again, going like, oh man, I never thought it would well, go this high. And it's even worse than that, Robin, because in in the crypto crash of 2017, where Bitcoin went from like less than a thousand to over twenty thousand, and it cycled in and out. Um, and, you know, by the way, during that time, it, it crashed seven times in a single year where it lost about 30 percent of its value. It's insane. I right. The, that. You know, like that. We, we can't <laughs> act like it's not volatile unless we want to completely live on a different planet. It's it yeah. is insanely volatile. And so uh, a lot of people that made a lot of money in crypto gave it all back in 2017 because they kept buying all the way up to 20 and they kept buying bigger chunks of it all the way up to 20. And then when it dropped to like nine they panic and they sold it all. So the time where people lost the most money speculating in crypto was the time it had the biggest bull run thus far in its history, which just goes to show you. And this is one of the reasons I stayed away from it is like timing the market is like, how am I supposed to factor into my calculations when Elon Musk is going to make some inane tweet that will send it 10% down or 15 or 20% down or so on and so forth. So I stayed away because I'm like, it seems like I have no way to get into this that would be advantageous to me, that wouldn't require a mass amount of research that is unlikely to, when it's all said and done, actually give me an advantage. Um, so instead, let me just stick it in vehicles that I'm familiar with. Let me get my measly six to eight uh, percent per year, or let me just use tax deferred strategies and not you know, touch it till I'm 59 and a half, uh, which seems like a, um, you know, forever from now. Uh, and so that's where I kind of left it. But I'll tell you, nobody's missed the boat yet. It's like saying, Robin, that I missed the boat because I didn't build a search directory like Yahoo. Because before there was Google, 
which is a search engine, the only way we got information on the internet was through directories, and that was Yahoo. And so it's like saying, oh, you know, this is why everybody was buying these domains back in the day, like hotels.com and airplanes.com, because there was no search engine. People thought this is where the money's at. Let me buy these domains because people will type in domains to find their stuff. Nobody can see it. So we're in our infancy of the technology that the blockchain, which, you know, cryptocurrencies are only one derivative of that technology, is going to power. And so for us to feel like we missed the boat, it's like saying, you know, when the car was introduced, uh, you know, it's like, oh, well, gee, we didn't get in the car early on. We totally missed the boat. And then, you know, look at a car now compared to even like in the 60s with the muscle right. cars and the power steering, and et cetera, et cetera. We have a tiny little baby on our hands. Bitcoin is maybe a four-year-old toddler. It hasn't even hit puberty yet. Wow. Yeah. It's, and it's easy to feel like that, that you missed the boat or that it's, it's too late to get in. And, yep. um, it's funny you mentioned about 2017 because I was saying I lived it. I mean, I I had bought Bitcoin and and mostly Bitcoin and some Ethereum, but and watched it go up. And 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 it's like I I should have known because you get this feeling, and it's happening now too that you can't lose. You're just like, oh my god! Like, you, and I kept investing more and more all the way up to twenty thousand. I I'm, I don't know if I bought it twenty thousand, but maybe seventeen. And I, and then it starts dropping, and you're freaking out. And you always say, at least I did when it goes down, oh, I hope it goes down because then I can buy more. And then it goes down and then it goes down and then it goes down. And I'm like, okay, maybe I already have too much. Like maybe this isn't going to go. And then you're, you're, it's all the emotional investing side of it, which is, you know, really, really difficult to manage. And luckily I wasn't one of those people that sold, but I, I definitely didn't buy at back when it hit 3,600 again, because I was freaking out, you know? So, and you lost sleep. We, regardless of whether you sold or not, it had to be stressful. Yeah. Um, I probably blocked that out, Jason, because I don't remember. <laughs> so you repressed the stress. So, you know, <laughs> that's not <stress>. healthy. <laughs> so, um, and actually, I know Jason from the mastermind that I'm in. We met there. But then also, I actually got reintroduced um, to Dan Hollings, the gentleman he was talking about, because uh, a business partner of mine introduced us to this strategy that Dan is doing. And it's blown me away. And for someone who is is I wouldn't say knowledgeable about the blockchain or Bitcoin, but at least well aware of it and at least involved in it to, to look at these new strategy that Dan is doing and what's possible. I mean, it's also probably possible like with investments, but tell us a little bit about that and why you were so intrigued about this and how it's yeah. kind of changed your focus. So on the top level, it's this, like, it's so funny how we are, we make binary decisions. It's either good or bad. It's either a yes or a no, and there's no shades of gray in between. Um, we hear volatility and we either just say, Hey, you know, let's watch the world burn or not. Let's just put it all in there and see what happens. Or we avoid it and we get very scared. Uh, but the, the fundamental premise of what Dan teaches in the plan is that volatility is not a bug, it's a feature, meaning that we can utilize and leverage volatility as, as a strategy. But what would that look like or what could that look like? So the idea here is we know there's wild swings. So first of all, we don't wanna do short-term day trading, you know, every other day trading, swing trading, any of that kind of craziness. We really don't wanna do any trading at all. Uh, buying and holding is a fantastic strategy, but the challenge with that is it's a very long-term strategy where you sacrifice your short-term you know, comfort for the long-term, hopefully uh, more comfort. And again, to your point is people lose money, not because of the market. They lose money because psychologically they, they make emotional decisions. Like a Martha Stewart can be a billionaire 
still do insider trading and serve prison time for $40,000. You know what I mean? So it's hard to ask people to all of a sudden change the very nature of who they are. And so what Dan has figured out, and it's an absolute different way of playing in the crypto space, is he says, listen, it's going to be volatile. We can't predict the volatility. We don't know if it's going to go up or down or, or how much it's going to go up or down. But what can we do? Well, can we create a situation where we don't have to worry and follow it and try to guess it, but at the same time, capture the volatility in a way where everybody else is overlooking it? So in short, uh, what essentially happens is crypto is being is fluctuating on a second by second basis at a deeper level than anything else that I've ever seen as an asset class. But there's so much demand for it uh, and that people are, are always buying and selling it. So we can always buy it and then using programming. And it, that's not uh, wait till we get into what my financial advisor thought this was when we talked to him about it. Uh, but through some simple programming, we essentially just create these automated orders that we buy a little bit, a tiny little fraction. We're talking like uh, a quarter worth or 50 cents worth of a certain crypto, a certain coin. And then we say, listen, when this, you know, let me sell it at a little fraction step higher than I bought it for. And let me do that a couple thousand times a day. <laughs> and so, you know, if I'm making 22 cents after fees uh, from the exchanges on the crypto that I'm selling, and I do that 200 times a day, I've made $44. That, that's not a lot on its own, but it does add up over time. And you can do that with say five or six or seven or eight or 10 different coins a day. Uh, I'm cash flowing right now, and this is real cash flow. This is not in the market tied up theoretical gains. This is out of the market because my bot has literally sold the chunk of crypto and it's in my pocket. And, and you know, I'm doing this with 12 coins right now and it's cash flowing me $7,000 per month on 100% autopilot. Now, what's funny about this is it just so happens, luckily, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, um, the value of the coins from when I bought them has gone up significantly, um, like 70%. I, you know, will they stay there? I don't know. Will they go down? I don't know. I think in five years, because we only like to invest in the most reputable, most solid, most useful uh, type of coins. And so I plan on holding all of these coins or most of these coins indefinitely. So I'm making cash flow, but I'm also hodling. It's just, you know, buying and holding. It's just what the cool kids call it in crypto over time. So I'm accumulating um, long term wealth while making short-term, it's like dividends on steroids, you know? Um, and so this stops me from wanting to speculate. This stops me from wanting to try to time the market or buy the dip or any cool, crazy cuckoo thing like that. It allows me to not really think about it and see my portfolio grow over time uh, and be able to be diversified with it as well. And that's what's exciting to me about this strategy is the only way the strategy breaks down is if crypto stops being volatile. <laughs> which which will probably be a while. Um, but that's why I think it's also really amazing to use the strategy now because you get to thrive on the volatility and it'll probably go for another three, five years, but not at the same level, I would imagine. And I, I think it's going to get more volatile, to be honest with really. you. Really? Oh, so, yeah. I mean, like my dad said to me, because I was telling, oh, you know, I want to show you this thing. And because he's always looking for cash flow. And I'm like, this is so yep. perfect for cash flow because you can put, you know, $10,000 in this and base, cause you said 7,000 a month, but we don't have perspective on how much, but I can give them some perspective, but like 10,000 and let's just say you're getting, and it's, and it's actually not a great 
bought if you get like 0.3%, like some of mine are doing over 1% a day, a day, a day. Yep. A day. Okay. So yep. what is that? Like it's the, I feel like right now at least, and I've only experienced this for two and a half months, but I can at a minimum expect about 10% a month at a minimum, which is ridiculous. And people are going to be like, okay, I'm hanging. I don't even like to say it out loud. Right. I know because it sounds ridiculous and Oh, that comes so much risk. Right. But if you, and I was telling my dad this, like my dad, who is 70, I think eight years old. And I'm like, dad, if you just put 10,000 in this and then you just let it sit, like never sit, like just let it sit there. And you can basically make a thousand dollars a month off of $10,000. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And my dad said, well, I don't want to deal with the taxes. And I'm like, you won't care about the taxes when you're making 10% a month. Like, I don't care about the taxes and I'm in a very high tax bracket, but I don't care when you can get these kind of returns. Everyone's always looking for returns. Now, this is kind of crazy, like, again, to talk to female financial advisors about this, because it sounds like you're chasing some speculative investment, all this, but it's, it's a bot. And I know bots exist out there outside of the crypto world. Totally. I feel like we've heard about this and it's so unfair. Like I kind of felt like it was unfair that you can set some sort of software and the big guys are doing this where they're doing it with stocks and they yep. just keep buying low, buying low, buying low, selling high, selling. And, and so I don't know if they're making bigger gains in a quarter or whatever, but but they're doing that. And that kind of affects the rest, the people who have to do it manually because you, a bot can do it so fast. So yep. instead of being upset about other big wigs, you know, and big institutions doing this, I'm like, let me get in on this stuff because it's, it's really crazy. And, and it doesn't have to be a big percentage of your money. It doesn't have to be something that, you know, you go crazy about, you can start very small, but I think it's just, it's insane. I, I'm very grateful to know about this because it does, I still get emotional about investing. I'll admit it. Okay. I definitely get emotional. I make some mistakes and I, I just made a big mistake. And then I'm like, Oh my God, that's so awesome. I made that mistake because I learned from it. And and like, I really do learn from it. But what I do like about this strategy is that the stuff that I do have in bots, like there's very little decision-making. It's like, you kind of, you know, Dan teaches you how to pick it and then you do it. And obviously female, like financial advisors would know how to, it's very (laughs) easy to pick stuff. Um, And then you let it, pay you. And it, and like Jason said, it's paying you in us dollars. You can take that money out on a daily basis if you wanted and yep, take yep. it to put towards your car payment, take it to put on your mortgage, take it to go buy your kids, uh, Disneyland ice cream, whatever. Um, I like to keep reinvesting because yeah, people, some people like to put it back in, uh, you know, and you want a percentage of what you put back in and what you take out, but ultimately that's your decision to make because it pulls the money off the table. Now, uh, let's talk about risk because the the other reason that drew me to this, Robin, is how absolutely conservative this is. So, by the way, the juxtaposition of ten percent returns per month and ultra conservative, it doesn't seem to mesh. You know, that's like oil and water, but it's absolutely conservative. So, uh, I don't want to get too technical here, but I know your audience is probably more adept to this type of stuff than most people are. But we're we're essentially buying with dollar cost averaging. Um, so we're not buying a big chunk all at one price of any crypto, including Bitcoin. Uh, we're buying uh, small chunks over a period of time. So we have an average price. If you were to look at the number of times we have uh, have bought the asset over a period of time and average it out, it smooths it out. So in that particular instance, anytime there's a major dip and people would lose money, uh, if we were just buying and holding and buying with dollar cost averaging, we would lose a lot less money than everybody else. Cause we didn't buy it at the tip top. We bought some of it at the tip top, some of it, you know, at the bottom, some of it in the middle, right? We average it out. 
do we do we cap the upside a little bit, but do we minimize the downside a lot, right? So we do uh, dollar cost averaging on all of these purchases. And by the way, if you don't know what that is, uh, that's okay because the software automatically does that for you and following Dan's simple set of rules that automatically makes that happen. So that's the first way that we hedge is by, by doing dollar cost averaging, way more responsible way to purchase crypto than the way most people purchase crypto is, which is the following. They see something in the news about it. Their friend tells them something about it. They watch a YouTube video on it, or they don't want to be left out. And so they buy a big chunk all at once. Uh, that is the worst strategy to buy anything. Uh, but specifically, because crypto is so volatile, it can really hurt you if you do it from that perspective. But here's the other way in which it's super conservative. Um, say you bought a coin for $10 in value. That's the price of the coin when you bought it. And say it dipped to five. And you're like, oh, I'm miserable. I've lost half of the value of this coin. Uh, well, not necessarily. First of all, you haven't sold it, so you haven't lost anything. You only lose when you sell if you were to sell. But let's just say you did sell it. Well, what happened during that time is the following. Nothing goes straight up and nothing goes straight down. And that's triply true in the crypto space. If you really zoom in on, on like a second or a minute basis on a graph, you will see that even if something drops 50%, it's went up, micro steps up, maybe hundreds of times on its way to falling all the way down. And because your bot is buying and selling all the way down, there are many instances, and I'm sure you've seen this, Robin, where your the value of your coin drops 50%, but your bot has captured 70% of profit off the table. So if you were to just completely get out of the position of the coin that you're in, uh, guess how much you've made? You've made 20% return, even though your coin dropped 50% in its value. So while the average person would have bought at 10 and sold at five because they couldn't stand it anymore, you bought at 10, you got completely out at five and you made a 20% return because the bot will offset the loss. Sometimes it won't offset the full loss. So you'll lose, but you'll lose a lot less when you combine dollar cost averaging with the bot profits that you've locked in and fully realized. But many times we've seen more often We've seen as the, if the coin went down and you were to, to leave it at that position and get out of it, you still would have made money because the bot would offset the loss of the value. But then there's plenty of instances, especially in bull markets like we're in right now, where you have the double green. Uh, the bot's always green because the bot can only make profit. It only is allowed to sell at a price higher than it bought it for that micro chunk. But then the coin goes up. So if you were to exit the coin at a higher level, you would get both the return of I bought at 10, sold it at 20. And you also get all the coin wiggling, as we call it, the wiggle profits along the way. But here's the best news of all, Robin. I don't know about you, but it's extremely rare that I sell any coin ever and get out of it. I just let the bots run because the moment I take the golden goose out of the nest, uh, she don't lay eggs anymore. So I don't care how much the value of the goose is worth. I want her to maintain her eggs. So if, if I'm exiting a position, I stop the cash flow. And I don't want to stop the cash flow. So the last time I stopped bots for me was in August. And we're in September, October, November, almost December. Four months ago was the last time I turned bots off. And it was not for because they weren't performing well. It was because I wanted to move to a different exchange because I liked another exchange better. That's the reason why I stopped those bots. And then I started them up again in this other exchange. Uh, so yeah, it's we are ultra conservative. And, and that is hilarious considering... Like I'm looking at my worst coin right now. This is the absolute dog of all dog coins. Worst coin I've ever I've ever ran in these bots, Robin, uh, is is live now. I set it up one month and eleven days ago, and it's giving me an eight a point one eight percent return per day. Uh, and and that to me is 
quote unquote miserable. What that means is it's about a 7% return in a month. That's crazy. Uh, isn't that funny? Like I know I, I actually have closed closed some bots because I'm like, well, it's so easy just to replace it with a new one. I'm gonna be taxing it all anyway. So there's no like reason to hold it unless I yeah. think I actually have closed some bots but held the the coin itself the coin. Like the, with yeah. the algo. Cause I'm like, I wanna keep this, but the bot's only doing 0.3% a day, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I can do better than that. And so I'm like, I'll just get a new one and I'll just hold that coin because I don't really want to sell it. And so yeah, I, I get kind of geeky about it because I have fun with it. I, I don't know. I'm kind of in this, um, I like to look at it phase, you know, which is yeah. a lot of people are it's, it's the beginning and it's, I'm exciting. in the so hands-off phase where it's like once a week, I'll look at my bots once a month, I'll set up new bots or close bots if I want to. Uh, and that's it. And I, we calculated it the other day, the team and I did, and I've spent about two hours on this in the last five months. And um, I have in bot profit twenty six thousand five hundred and sixty four dollars uh, from my live bots right now. From the bots that I closed, I have another sixteen some odd thousand dollars. Wow. So I've seen a forty. This wow. is how I knew what it was, was seven thousand. So that's like forty thousand on what was. Yeah, this is how I knew it was seven thousand a month on the cash flow of the bots alone because we divided six months. Right by that. But the thing is, I also, I also locked in some serious profits on those coins that I closed the bots on uh, when I set up and moved to a different exchange. I don't even know what it is. It's like 15 or 20,000. Um, the reality that? is I've put about 50,000 in oh, my own money and I've seen over a hundred, it's like 110. Don't quote me on these things. I'm just going off the top of my head here. I know I've more than doubled my money. I think I put 50 in and had 110 out which is a pretty good return for two hours of work. Now, once you have to learn the system first, which doesn't take that long, uh, four to five, maybe six, seven hours. And then you got to get your crypto. Um, that's the hardest part is getting, turning your fiat money, whether it's the dollar, the yen, the pound, whatever, into crypto. Uh, but then once you get past that, and then, uh, maybe five, six, seven hours. And I speak on this because we've had 9,000 plus customers in 104 countries do this. Um, and so we pretty much know the numbers on what it takes to get going, then it's pretty hands off. Uh, and that's what I really like about this. Now, financial advisors are a very interesting group. Um, and that, that we brought this to our financial advisor when we, uh, first got into this and we're doing our due diligence. And I know, Robin, you're like, don't tell me the story. I want to hear it live. So, so you've never even, you don't even know yeah, where I'm, I'm excited going. about this. I did want to hear this story. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me disclose this first by saying, I love my wealth advisor to death. Um, I have a lot of money that he manages because um, I've done pretty well for myself. I've, I, he's been my manager for like 10 years and he's way beyond just financial planning. Like I call him for everything, asset protection, you know, even like healthcare related things with nursing facilities for parents and things like that. Right. Like he's my man. He's my right hand guy. Um, yeah. When my daughter was in a car accident um, and it was 11 o'clock at night or it was about midnight and, and I wanted to know what to do, say or not say. Uh, based on the people that hit us, I, I texted him and he called me at 11 o'clock at night and told me what to do. Right. I mean, this guy is a stone cold pro, the best that I could ever hope for. Um, and, you know, I bring it to him uh, and Will and I, my business partner, we bring it to him. And his first, his first answer is, and this guy's so knowledgeable is he's like, I don't know enough about crypto to tell you anything. He goes, I haven't really looked at it, which was shocking to me because he's the most thorough guy that I know. 
Um, and, and so he says, let me, he's like, you guys know more than I do right now. Uh, and then when he came back, cause he did a week or two worth of research, he came back and, and he didn't know at that point what we had already knew. And we were kind of new to this as well. Um, but he kept giving us examples of like what I call the old financial institution models and every analogy or every metaphor that he was providing to us while I understood them. I he I kept noticing how they weren't actually applicable because all he knew were certain paradigms and certain models in the institutions that he had followed in the financial space, but this was not one of those instances. Uh, and this is where he couldn't yet bridge that gap and make that understanding because he was looking through it through only one perspective in one lens, and that was well, banks don't do this. Banks have never done this. These financial institutions don't do this. The stock market doesn't work this way. Forex doesn't work this way, et cetera, et cetera, right? And we're like, dude, you can't compare it to those things. It's like saying, you know, this is the joke I said to him. It's like saying, uh, well, gee, where do you feed your car? I don't know where to strap the food, tr food trough on the car in order to feed it, right? Um, you, you, can't, you can't give horse and buggy examples in a, in a, in a vehicle, a car and automotive uh, type of industry. Right. And so he, you know, he says to us, he wants us to stay out of it completely and, and God bless him because he doesn't want us to risk money and lose money. And, and he doesn't understand it. He doesn't want to be uh, investing or giving advice on things that he doesn't understand, but it was unfortunate because I, I didn't think about us. I thought about all the millions of people that would turn to a financial advisor. And then here's their only two options. Option one is they they stay out of it, um, which I think is dangerous because I think it's impossible to avoid it. But, or the second thing, and this is what most people are doing anyway, because this is what they're going to do. Your clients as a financial advisor, they're going to do this. If they want to do it, they'll do it regardless of whether you tell them to do it or not. And now you run the risk of who are they going to listen to? Some 20-something-year-old YouTube influencer out there, right? Like, good luck with that. Or some meme coin chasing moonshot wanting type of individual. And they fuel the market all on just this mania. Uh, it's, it's this bipolarness of where when it's up, everybody's super excited. When it's down, everybody's on suicide watch. And so that is the only, those are the two alternatives. Uh, those are the two options. And that's kind of crazy. Uh, I think I think that there should be a third option where we can look at it. Let's try to not bring our uh, uh, biases. In, and I'm the most guilty of that. That's why I never looked at it. But if we can sus suspend our biases and try not to compare it to older paradigms that are true within their planet that they live on, but it's not this planet. So I'll give you one great example, right? One example is that uh, crypto is too volatile. Well, there's these things called stable coins. Most people have never heard of them. And a stable coin is an instrument designed to mimic the US dollar. And so that is essentially as stable as it gets. It's as stable as the dollar. And so therefore our bot are capturing profits in stable coins. So while we have coin pairs, and I know this gets a little technical here, but we have a coin that we invest in. And then we have the coin that our bot pays us in when it makes a gain. And that coin that it pays us in is a stable coin. So regardless of what Bitcoin does or doesn't do, Ether does or doesn't do, ADA does or doesn't do, whatever, uh, our stablecoin stays the same value. So that's why when we know a bot's wiggling out $367 in the last month on my worst coin, that's my worst coin, is it made me $367 on a $5,000 capital investment, just in the bot, right? 
that thing is paying me in Tether, which is the most popular and most traded crypto. It's traded more than Bitcoin is. Uh, and so that's the first concept there is, is the concept of stablecoins. A lot of people aren't aware of that. It, but, but to your point around stable coins, though, just to add to that is that what people don't even know about, and even I was telling my dad this, is like, you can just forget about the bot stuff for a second. And if you just wanted, instead of having your money in a bank account, you had it in stable coin, which is yep. essentially tied to the dollar, and you put it in a different institution, you could yep. get 8% on your money, 8%. Easily. And people yep. are like, how is that possible? Why would they do yep. that? What's the catch? Yep. I'm like, yep. well, they used to do that, you know, back in the 80s, you would get 10%, you know, on totally. your dollars because they're lending it out and making more money. <laughs> so, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things they're doing, but it's like, um, it's hard for people to understand, but that is such a missed opportunity for people who have money on the, under the mattress or in the bank. That's like, you don't even have to go into bots or cryptos really to be getting some value from what's available today. And by the way, if you did nothing else but throw some money, even a small amount into crypto, uh, specifically Bitcoin, Ether and stable coins that you could put in vaults, as of now, I don't see a better way of playing. But of course, you know, your money, your decision, your ideas, whatever. We're just giving you information here today. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you. Um, and just uh, just to add one thing to that, just in regards to, you know, the value and how it's it's aligned with your mission to support companies and these technologies and where we think the world is going. But it's also what you're doing with this by sharing this, which I'm sure with Dan being the guy behind it all, wasn't necessarily wanting to share it all at first because there's all this judgment and potential and whatever people are going to come after him. And, and he is. And the second piece of value is to give people a way to do this, a simple way to get income and, and make money every day, every month where it doesn't have to be super complex. And that's what I'm grateful for. And um, and we do have a way that if you're listening right now, if you want to know more about this and you want to get in on this or learn to, and to see if it's something that you might want to be interested, um, uh, just go to, we'll, we'll figure out a way to put it up here. But if you just go to femalefinancialadvisors.com forward slash bots, we'll put it as bots because um, we'll, we'll make sure it works by the time we, because <laughs> I don't have it yet, but I just came up with that. But that way um, I know that they're making this now, you know, you guys are making this available to the public, which um, I lucked out and got in when it was in beta. Uh, and now it's going to be available to you if you're listening. So, um, you know, don't do it if you don't believe in it, but at least learn about it. So, you know, what's going on and, and what opportunities are available to you out there and, um, and then make your own decisions, not the institutions, not your financials. But, oh, we can't do that because of compliance. Or maybe you have a spouse and you can, or maybe you can figure out a way. I'm not saying cut corners. I'm just saying get creative because this is not going away. This is going to be here. You can look back at this and you'll be like, oh, I, I like just like Jason is saying there, you know, there's no regrets, but he's looking back 2011 going, I heard about this. Right. And it's it's I don't regret anything either. And I've made plenty of mistakes and lost money through the mistakes. And I just think what doesn't kills, you know, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Like, I just know it's all valuable because it's all learning. But if that's what happens in the early phases, right? Is it such, it's a learning and, um, you know, be careful and be smart, but also be careful to ignore something this big. Yeah. And this is a free is. event that we're hosting that will give you more information when you go to that uh, URL that Robin said, and we'll drop it here. And again, in a second, but 
the idea here is it, you want to see the results. Like we talked about them. You want to actually see them. We will show you the accounts because it's a third party software that we use. We don't control it. We can't manipulate its information. Uh, we're, we, we originally took 14 people in when we tested this just to make sure we could teach it and improve it to people of all backgrounds, varieties, uh, investment savvy, et cetera, et cetera. And to this day now, five months later, uh, we show their results as they are in the moment, um, regardless of what the market is or isn't doing. And so, and we show you what the bots are, how they work, how they operate. We, our goal is to give you enough information so you can make a fully informed decision, whether that's a yes decision or a no decision. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I just want you to have the information to make a decision because the reason I have no regrets about not buying Bitcoin in 2011 is because how the hell was I supposed to know? that it was going to be the revolution that it was. It's impossible. You couldn't have guessed that. But that's different than saying, oh, wow, I saw this bot information. Uh, then I would feel really bad if I didn't see that, because if I saw that, that's how I was supposed to know that I had some sort of way that I could uh, safely, uh, reliably, securely, and powerfully get in on crypto, which is the best performing asset class that's ever existed in, in a decade, and it's only been alive for a decade. So in, in a decade period of time, it's outperformed any other asset class that's ever existed. So kind of a big deal, right? So check it out. And what's that URL again, Robin? Femalefinancialadvisors.com forward slash bots. Perfect. We'll go to bots. All right. Thank you, Jason, so much. That was amazing. And all of you who stayed on to listen, we'll see you maybe <laughs> on the, the free webinar. Check it out. Bye. Are you getting all the quality prospects on your calendar that you'd like? If not, join us in the appointment generator challenge. Go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for free. We guarantee you'll get five quality appointments in five days if you follow this system and you can do it from online. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Whether you're just starting, whether you've been in the industry three to five years or even 30 years, this challenge will be perfect for you. Check it out, femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for absolutely free. Can't wait to see you there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.